Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 23 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. We bring you this podcast on November 23, 2020. As always, spoiler alert, even for this old movie. Um, now let's just get into the podcast. This week, as we let you know last week, uh, I picked Uncle Buck. For my movie, I wanted to kind of pick a wholesome movie for the holiday season, especially with, you know, this guy over here. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, but I'm just going to let me read you a little synop- Let me read you the synopsis for this movie. Um, John Candy stars in Uncle Buck, the outrageous comedy written and directed by John Hughes. As an idle, good-natured bachelor, Uncle Buck is the last person you would think of to watch the kids. However, during a family crisis, he is suddenly left in charge of his nephew and nieces. Unaccustomed to suburban life, the fun-loving Uncle Buck soon charms his younger relatives, Miles and Maisie, with his hefty cooking and his new way of doing the laundry. His carefree style does not impress everyone, though, especially his rebellious teenage niece, Tia, and his impatient girlfriend, Chansey. With a little bit of luck and a lot of love, Uncle Buck manages to surprise everyone in this heartwarming family comedy. And it is a heartwarming family comedy. Even though the dialogue in this movie is pretty funny, but we'll talk about that. Um, hmm. This movie is from the 80s. It's, uh, it was uh, from 1989. It's obviously a family comedy. It's uh, I had a more Thanksgiving movie going, picked out outlined, but uh, I just I didn't want to show another, like, bleh. Like I like it, but I just know it's it's got no cult following. It's got no fan base. Like this is a this is a good movie. People like this movie. Um, I love this movie. This movie is a movie that I, I like. I said like I've said I I love this movie. I picked I watched it when I was a kid back on TBS. Um, it's kind of framed the way, oh my modern taste in comedy and like like comedy heartwarming movies I like heart wholesome movies not comedy but like the way I like wholesome movies because it hits it on all cylinders you got you got a little bit of romance you got the family connections you got you got the good you got good acting actually it's nothing I mean even for the children it's pretty they're it's pretty good I mean hell you got Macaulay Culkin as a child actor and he's a great child actor um this movie was directed, like as it was said in the synopsis, by John Hughes, a megastar in the '80s. He had done a buttload of movies, uh, uh, the whole Home Alone series, Breakfast Club is what he's is his big huge thing he's known for. He's done Flubber, which is one of my personal favorites, Beethoven the original, um, and we got to shout him out in this in the beginning of this podcast. R.I.P. We lost him in 2009 to. Sadly, the same thing that took uh, we lost John Candy to a heart attack. I mean, as a fellow fat bastard, let me tell you, fat bastards stop being fat bastards because we die young. Don't make it to our sixties, not really. Um, he was loved throughout the entire Hollywood community. Uh, he's had tons of episodes throughout shows. Bob's Burger dedicated him through Bob's Burger Community. He had the 82nd Annual Academy Awards dedicated to him. Um, So, yeah, he's a huge thing. And this movie has his imprint all over. It was written by him, directed by him, produced by him. It was by his production company. Um, So, yeah, if you know his other movies, you can kind of like, he he has that feel of a John Hughes movie, especially The Breakfast Club. Um, Yeah. it's just that especially he just knew 80s teenagers it was pretty it's pretty funny um Mm. this movie was uh produced by john hughes and this uh man named tom jacobson uh he's not he wasn't done much since then he's done a couple small things something called the darkest hours darkest hour mission to mars and one of uh, one, he's actually uh, helped on one of my favorite childhood movies, Mighty Young, Mighty Joe Young. Uh, Lee might know that movie. 
all those mo- uh, most of those movies were like flops. Yes, I think all those movies. That's what I would assume because I had never even heard of the other ones. But have you yeah, ever? Darkest Hour is a flop. Mighty Joe Young was a flop. What was the other one? Oh, Mission to Mars. That yeah. was a huge flop. I think I kind of remember that actually. Weren't they being like hunted by some weird creature on Mars, and they're like they were able to breathe on Mars because well, there was algae and stuff and. Yeah, it was like it was like some sort of convoluted. He thing didn't at the f- end. he didn't direct it or anything. I think he was just like a producer or something. No, on yeah, it. but I'm just saying like those. Yeah, yeah, it's not a very good track record. Have you seen Mighty Joe Young? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna be like, oh, yeah. I'll show you that. It's all you right. seen The Breakfast Club? Of course, I love The Breakfast okay, Club. Okay, yeah. It's a it's a classic eighty. I'm just I thought maybe you hadn't seen it. It's a great movie. I know. I love that movie. That's that's another like it's like a good role. Yeah, I movie. like John Hughes a lot. Yeah, he, I mean, I mean, he, he, I was looking at his when I was looking at his filmography, I was just like, yeah, this is this is a lead director. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely and like, a my me director, a Sterling director. He's definitely had a lot of influence on, uh, I, like, the modern sort of like, I guess, like comedy. Yeah, comedy a lot. Scene. He set up. They're not tropes in his movies. He, no, he, he set those things up. He created the modern teenage movie that everyone kind would rip of, yeah. off during the 90s and then get sick of by the early 2000s. They'd get parodied and not and another then now, teen And movie. then I think in the late, like in the like past 2015, teen dramas kind of came back. But in the new yeah, modern versions. Yeah, with like 13 Reasons Why and all that. Mm-hmm. The modern version. Mental yeah. illness. It's not funny. Well, they did they address that stuff in like uh, The Breakfast Club. That one kid wanted to kill himself. Yeah, it was, that was it was done. It was handled tastefully. Yeah, it wasn't just like the whole point of the thing. It's just like it's like yeah, but people have real lives. So even when they're laughing and crying, and sometimes when they sometimes they're laughing, sometimes they're happy, and sometimes they're so sad they want to kill themselves. And it's really just a cry for help because he's trying to kill himself with a flare gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this movie has a. Uh, a small cast, but a big cast. You got John Candy, uh, who plays Buck Russell. Uh, he doesn't need an introduction, even though I'll try to give him one. Uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, we lost him in 1994 to a presumed heart attack. They never did an autopsy, but he was... They didn't do an autopsy on him? No, they never did it because it was just, I think they were like, oh... He was was drinking, he was fat, he had times where he was over 300 pounds. I think he was over 300 pounds when he died. It was Um, when he was making the movie Wagons Wagons East. Yes, and his final completed film was Canadian Bacon. Oh, okay. That was his final completed one. He'd actually filmed the whole thing. And that got released that year, too. And that's the movie, if people don't know, it's about a police sheriff who is fighting off an invasion, a fake invasion from Canada. Some oh, weird movie. I've never yeah. seen it, but I've seen like I've parts seen of it. I've never seen it either, but I, yeah, I, I know, know the plot it. summary of it. I don't know the, whatever exactly happens. I think it like it's pretty bad. <laughs> but Probably. I bet it's a good movie to watch. Just a couple dabs and watch away <laughs> this dabs. movie. Take, drink up a glass, a couple glasses of wine. Um, hmm. Uh, also, uh, we have Amy Madigan, uh, as Chancey Kolbowski. Sorry for murdering that. <laughs> uh, she played, uh, his girlfriend in this movie, fucking s- sassy East Co- or a Chicago girl. Don't take no shit. No, her name is Shanice. Not Shanice. Chan- yeah. I was saying that horrible that whole time. <laughs> Shanice Kolbowski. I was like, wait, Chancey. It's like your, your dog. Your yeah. Shanice. Dog. There you go, everybody. Now you can all laugh at me that no one's that's listening to this. Ha, no one's laughing at me. Aw. Um, hmm. Sad in both ways. Uh, she's a long-working actress. She had a laundry list of things, TV and shows. She looked familiar. I just couldn't place. She played a bunch of small things. Always a supporting actress, really. Yeah, character um, actress. I was, this made me feel old was to see that she's 70 now. So yeah. John Candy would have been like 70, 80, something like damn. Yeah. Sad. Old, we're old people. Come on, my fellow old millennials. Let's woo, break our hips. <laughs> oh uh, man, we work out. Fifties, <laughs> the new thirty. Sure, <laughs> maybe for us when we're all robot people. Yeah. Um. Then we also have Jean Louise Kelly. Am I saying that right? 
Adam Sandler? Yeah, I think so. All right, Junior Louise Cass- Kelly. Got a second question. My, second guess myself, people. I want to say these things right. Uh, she played Tia Russell, the sassy uh, teenager. Uh, this was her first movie and her first movie uh, acting role I in general. I see that, yeah. Uh, I thought she was really good, though. She's good. For her first movie to be with, like, John Candy, John Hughes, it's, like, it's a pretty big pressure, like, probably Definitely, role yeah. for this little teenage girl. And I think she handled what she's supposed to be perfect. Yeah, she's good. She, like, looked John Candy in the eyes, like, yeah, I did that shit. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when she stares down her mom. Oh, yeah, in the after beginning. When her mom's like, we're all getting real tired of your act like you. like, And, like, the implied is, like, the act that she, of uh, hating us. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the way the daughter said, uh, it's not an act. <laughs> yeah, it just cuts. It just cuts, because you see it in the mom's face, like, this shock, like, because the girl didn't say it and like, oh, screaming, running out of the room. She said it deadpan, serious, yeah. like the day, like, oh, it's it's raining outside and I hate you. Yeah, it was like it was more believable that way. Yeah, it made it really, I don't know, made it stand out. There's yeah, a lot it, of scenes. Made it sting. Yeah, this movie could not be made nowadays. And it's sad because this movie is amazing, I think. One of the standout <laughs> things for this movie is the dialogue. Because it's so, it's real. It's, yeah, it's so kind of like you're like, Jesus, there's kids in this movie. And but you're swearing. Like, but that's how people talk. Like, it's And true. then sometimes there's kids who like say shit and like, like to be rebellious. Hear, because they hear their parents. Or, yeah, and, and it was all a highlight. Everything was a highlight. Why was the daughter being rebellious or was so angry and rebellious? Why is the daughter like acting out at school? Why is the son cursing so much? It's because uh, because oh. the parents are never home. They're all at work. Yeah. It's all just trying to highlight. Look attention. at their kids. Yeah, no one's paying attention um, until John Candy comes in. Um, boop, 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 boop. He's there. Uh, doesn't really say in the synopsis. I mean, it does say that he comes to help, but like the mom's like dad dies of a heart attack. They got to go back to their hometown that uh, that they had just moved from. That's why the daughter's mad at him. Because uh, uh, she had obviously she's a teenager. It's the typical story: the teenager moves away from her yeah friends. She, you know, she's in that period. So she's rebelling. Of, like, I hate my parents. Yeah, they I got a that. boyfriend named Bug. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a real dirtbag? He is a dirtbag. Um, uh, another notable role for this uh, actress was Kim Warner in the sitcom Yesteryear, a show that Lee hate hates. But uh, I like that I'm show. Not actually. a fan of it. I remember watching it. I never watched it when it like was coming out. But a lot of the shows I watch, sitcoms I watched, I didn't watch when they came out. Um, but I remember watching this hell on TBS. This was on TBS it all was on, the time. Yep, they reran it constantly. All the time. And it was funny watching the evolution of that show because it started off highlighting the main, like the one nerdy dude and her, and they were the main focus. But by the end of the show, the bald fat dude was the focus because yeah. he was funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because he is just a comedic actor, and the main dude is an a- was an actual comedian. Really, he seems like that San Francisco Poetry Club or like that New York club actor, oh, like director or not director, comedic comedian. comedian. I wonder if he still does it. Should have looked into that. Well, not now. I mean, clubs are. Well, no, but you know what I meant. If he's still like an active comedian, basically. Right. Um, other than this, though, she didn't have much notable roles in her bio, like her uh, wiki. Uh, She's done a bunch of small little things here and there. Um, She's just living her life. This was her biggest notable role, and she said it was like a great honor to work with him. Uh, yeah. When asked after he passed. Um, Macaulay Culkin, everyone knows this man. Don't need to introduce we him. This all was know Macaulay Culkin. Uh, the one thing is, uh, Hughes was set on getting Macaulay Culkin. He wanted Macaulay Culkin really bad because he he tried like five other kids after doing the, the audition with Macaulay Culkin. Was like, I got to get this kid. Macaulay Culkin was best, and I think it is Macaulay Culkin. It's sad. It kind of like fucked him up, but I'm glad to see that he's really come out of it well nowadays. He's yeah. Like, I think he's he's, he's a little weird, but he's weirdo, but, but like, he is. But he's not whatever. like he's not a drug addict. He's not an alcoholic. No, he's not. Like, he didn't lose all his money. He's probably no. secretly really rich because he does. He's very smart. Yeah, he is really smart. But he was a great child actor. He's he what you because he was a good actor as a child. He so he probably would if he had not been forced to act so young. He probably would have been a really good actor throughout his life. But he was he lost his entire childhood. That's a whole it's, nother story. It's sad. It is. Um, 
I don't he think had a very con- I think he had a really contentious relationship with his dad. Yeah, because the your family you get forced into acting that young. It's not your choice. Yeah, it's yeah, and a lot of the times those people are just trying to vicariously live through their children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a conversation for a, for a whole different whole podcast. Um, and then for the last uh, main cast member, main, quote-unquote main cast member, we got Gabby Hoffman, who played Maisie Russell, the little girl in this movie. She's not the biggest part in this movie, but she does, her character is the lead of one of the best and our favorite scenes. Uh, not the lead in it, but is the reason why the scene happens is when he gets called into the elementary school. Oh, and yeah. like she, the this bitch-ass uh, assistant principal is just... She's just a bad egg, and I just think she's like, how dare she be? She, how dare she be a dreamer? Well, she's a dreamer, and she's uh, she doesn't take her academic career serious. And he's just like, she's six. <laughs> and John Candy just goes in on her, just like, if I ever see you here, you say one bad thing about her or any other kid, or look at him weird, I'm coming for you, lady. And then, <laughs> and then he gives the classic line when he's walking out, like, here's a quarter, go, go downtown, downtown and have, have a rat, that, have a rat, that, that thing, thing off, off your, your face. face. And Lee, uh, you haven't, you only seen that scene, so you don't, you didn't seen the like the lead up scene to that when he sits down. And he's like, "Hello, mobile." No, the context, and then when he just sits down and for like thirty seconds just says all the <laughs> terms for a wart on someone's face. Melanoma. Like, oh, melanoma. hello, melanoma head. Like, oh, and he's like, oh, wart, wart. <laughs> That's what they call me, wart. Fuck wart. <laughs> he's just, that I love that John Candy. That was very funny. He's just yeah. perfect for that kind of shit. Um. And he's so he he hits a perfect uh, a note that not many people can hit in the acting world, which is comedic intimidating. Yeah, like being intimidating while being comedic. Well, yeah, be funny while being kind of like whoa. You can actually, yeah, because it's like because like, he's somebody. a big dude. He's over six foot something, big ass frame, and he's yeah. just saying these words. He's the definition of destroy someone with a conversation. I heard that recently, and it really stuck with me. But like. Uh, he just can destroy someone with words, like and just like not just mm-hmm. like destroy them and it's like oh make them hurt their feelings, but like have them like reevaluate what the fuck they just happened to them and like <laughs> revalue their life over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I always love to see. Uh, but <laughs> original and reason I was like bringing moments where he's like he's trying to he's threatening to kill <laughs> the fucking uh, the, the boyfriend, sleazy fucking sixteen or seventeen year old, probably. Probably an older, probably that typical high school senior that's 18, sleazebag. Um, yeah. yeah, but those are the, some of the best scenes and uh, some of the best quotes, <laughs> and we'll get to that later. Um, but as what I was saying with about Maisie Russell, uh, she just came back into film. She came back into film acting in 2007 after taking a six-year break to concentrate on theater. She's been acting since then. She's 38 now, which is like makes me feel old. But Macaulay Culkin's fifty, so what the fuck? No, he's almost forty. I or four, yeah, he's almost forty. I forgot that was his. He tweeted out as a joke. <laughs> I, got, I yeah, just fell for it, even though I didn't know. I already knew it wasn't a joke. <laughs> uh, but her most uh, recent significant role was a repairing uh, role on the show Transparent. Never heard of it. Oh, I think that, she had that's been nominated the, for Emmys. That's and, like the Amazon Prime show. Yeah, she's been nominated for two Emmys, yeah. and they're both like web series There's shows. A show so. with uh, Jeffrey Tambor, and then he got <laughs> removed from the show because he got Me Tooed. Mm. Um, well, gross. But I heard it was kind of like bullshit. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. Sorry. That's another podcast. Everybody go find that probably somewhere. I'm sure, someone's talked about that on the internet. But it's kind of f- cool to see that she's still acting. Yeah. Like all the way, even now. Um, nice. Now into the secondary cast. These people are like the people that are like few lines, background family members, shit like that. Uh, Garrett M. Brown, who played Bob Russell, uh, Buck's dad. yeah dad, Buck's brother. He's got some funny scenes, just like going like, "Oh Jesus!" He's just that normal oh, dude, yeah, like in the beginning, yeah. He's just that normal like corporate dude who's just, oh God, my shitty brother's got to take care of my kids, and I haven't thought about my kids in months. Yeah, most people. And now all of a sudden, I'm thinking about him. <laughs> most people would uh, know him as uh, Kickass's dad in the Kickass oh, movies. Oh damn! Hell yeah, he's old as fuck now. But that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, that, I God, I forgot about that. By the way, Kickass is good. Kickass two garbage. 
Kick-Ass, uh, I'm not really a big fan of either movies, honestly. I love Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass 2 is probably Kick-Ass 2 worse, is, definitely. It's mostly garbage because they just forced the romance between that girl and him for some fucking reason that it's no one asked for because she was 11 when they first met. This is weird. And and they just forcibly break her up like well but with his one girlfriend and they forced like that fucked up scene where the girl that he, the one anti-hero that he was sleeping with gets like it's beaten brutally. Like all the like all the like cool characters that are in it just they don't do anything with them? Yeah, like Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey's it's in just it like for a co- five minutes. Yeah, it's a complete like just like a trying to repeat the Jack Nicholson or not Jack Nicholson. Um, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. But what made Nicholas Cage cool in the first fucking movie is one, he was in it a bunch, fucking yeah. kills a bunch of people, and like his death scene is fucking dramatic, and he's just like crazy, sweet daughter. He's, and he's like singing like, and he's singing to his daughter to, like. And it's like the song that he sings when she's probably like killing, like training, and like it's supposed to help her kill. And he's just, and that seems crazy. She like she ends murdering all the pe- the mobsters with like putting the cape on her father to put him out. She's the most badass part in that movie. Yeah, she is. Uh, make the whole fucking movie. That's what Kickass Two should have been. Just her. Yeah, fuck Kickass. The force, like, the like most oh, boring the son part. is now like a reluctant villain of the first villain. Ugh, garbage. Um, but okay. Uh, we got <laughs> Elaine Bromka, who was Cindy Russell, the mother. Bromka, she's probably some Eastern European lady. Uh, <laughs> we got Jay Underwood, who played Bug, the fucking creep. Um, yeah. Brian Tarin- Tarantina E. Uh, e. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she played <laughs> E. Roger Coswell. Sorry, uh, I don't know who that was. Uh, Laurie Metcalf. Marcy Dahlgreen Frost. A lot of people are. Oh, oh that was a uh, Lori Metcalf. Yeah, my bad, Cad. Mar- yeah, Lori Metcalf. My side. My bad. My bad. Yeah, my she's bad. on Roseanne, isn't she? Yeah, she's in Roseanne. Big Bang Theory. I love her in both those things. Fuck her in um, Jackie, or not Jackie? Uh, the Connors. That oh, show can go fuck itself. Yeah. Rotten hell, and they all betrayed the person that made their careers. Um, Basically. and probably helped them out a lot out throughout the years. You're all shit, and I'll never watch anything you do. Um, I hope you hear this. You all garbage. Uh, you got Suzanne Shepard as the assistant principal who needs to have it not off her face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike Starr as P- Pooter the Clown. Ooh, that was Mike that, Starr. That, I you wanted to know. Yeah, it's Mike Starr. Pooter the. Who's Mike Starr? Why would we know him? He's in the bodyguard. Okay, yeah. He's the guy who's the other bodyguard. Oh, my God. That was him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my star. Oh, my God. He looks so unrecognizable. I know, right? I was like, the voice, I was like, the voice sounds familiar. This was only a few years before the bodyguard. It didn't look like him at all. He's fatter in the bodyguard. Yeah. But he's not that tall in this movie. I thought he was taller. No, he's just Maybe that goes to show how short the uh, the main actor, uh, Kevin Costner, is. Or just normal height. (laughs) Well, John Candy's also a big guy, but yeah, yeah, it's like, wow, Mike Starr, that's crazy. And it's funny, Pooter the Clown, the drunk piece of shit clown who's yeah, just like, he's really creepy eh, and his fucking. Boop. He was really creepy looking. I know, and it's just, I love that. Like John Candy punches him, and he does the whole clown thing, like bounces and he makes right a back. Really up. like mean face. Like, yeah, he goes like, and then John Candy just reels back again. Boom! And just the last you see of creepy clown Mike Starr. Fuck you, Pooter the Clown. And first of all, your name is Pooter the Clown. You sound like Pedo the Clown. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just weird. He drives and, in a rat car. Yeah, uh, yeah, that it's one of the f- uh, funnier quotes, um, which I could say now. Um, get in your mouse car and get out of here. <laughs> and that's and then he punches him in the face twice because he's just like, "Hey, buddy, I'm the biggest piece of entertainment in this town. I'm the I'm the highest bitter clown in the city. And you piece of shit garbage." And he's just starting to curse. And there's kids in yeah. the house, and he's like, "That's it, boom!" Just hits him right in the face. Gives him a good old one too. Uh, this movie's production companies was the Hughes Entertainment, as I said. It was distributed by Universal. It's kind of funny. I think a lot of our movies are actually done by Universal so far. Obviously, there is like a lot of your movies. Yeah, because I think Universal does has its hands in a lot of cheap movies. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and a lot of more uh, probably smart Sundance and indie movies. Yeah, th- stuff that would you'd make most of your money on uh, streaming and DVD sales. Yeah. Especially nowadays. 
A lot of my newer stuff. But hey, everybody, not this one. But they were just distributing it. Uh, as I said earlier, this was released on August 16th, 1989. God, just... It's so 80s. It's crazy how just 90s mm-hmm. is so... 1990 is so different from 1989. Um, a little bit. This movie had a budget of $15 million. Not that big. It doesn't need it. It's just in the house, most of it. And, uh, and yeah, with 15, it had a low budget. Most of uh, the entire... Uh, uh, set including the house the two-story house was built in the local gymnasium of that town oh, of wow. chicago a local gym uh high school gymnasium that they rented out uh but this movie was a big hit for the time 80 million 79.2 million basically 80 million people love of a 15 million dollar budget comedy it, that's the sweet budget of a comedy. Yeah, a comedy 15 movie million. does not need to be No more than expensive. 20. If you want to push it to 20 because you got to get a couple bigger actors or something. Yeah. But it, any bigger, it's like, why are we in 17 different sets? I know. It's, like a comedy it's, can take place in three places. It's indulgent. Drive around and be in a home the entire fucking time. Go to a bowling alley. Go to some local, like, just be in a town and go to a couple local spots. Mm-hmm. We don't need, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be like extravagant. It doesn't need special effects. A comedy that's like fifty million, a hundred million. You're like, what the fuck is? Yeah, like it's gonna be an action comedy. And you're just gonna be like, this is stupid. Like, uh, Land of the Lost. No. Yeah, we had that exact. Yeah, argument. but that was like, a, but they were making a movie based off an entire show. Like, I, that's a comedy, but it's like a. They were trying to appeal to kids and stuff. That I feel like that's they a were thing. trying to appeal to. I don't know who. To who? They were trying to appeal to new, like, teenagers, preteens, and stuff like that. Uh, and, and, and nostalgia old people, I think. And it just did, um, it didn't appeal and yes, to anybody. yes, I get that. But that's not, like... Terrible. Strictly, like, like this lane of comedy. Uncle Buck lane of comedy. No, it's, it's That movie would different. have been terrible on a $15 million budget. That would, would have, have been, been just funny. the... It just oh yeah, cheap. everything's made out of paper mache, and yeah, go kill yourself. Um, yeah. No, everybody, I'm just joking. Don't kill yourself, Lee. You're a beautiful person. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> this movie, uh, because it's a Matthew uh, John Hughes. John Hughes movie, it had a huge list of people from the '80s that wanted to be or were considered for this movie. Uh, you got Danny DeVito, Bill Murray, Tom Cruise, Robin Williams, Tom Hanks, Jack Nicholson, John Dr- John Travolta, Michael Keaton. George Wennett, Chevy Chase, George Dan Wendt. Aykroyd, John Goodman, Ed O'Neill, and Joe Pesci. Jesus Christ, Joe Pesci. I know. That would have been <laughs> That would have been just uh, <laughs> yeah, That would have been too much. I mean, I mean obviously they didn't go with it. I mean, just like He would have been as tall as uh, Jack Nicholson as Uncle Buck. That and Joe Pesci would have been like just as tall as the kids. <laughs> um and yeah. out of this, and it, when he intimidated the uh, bug character, it would have been too like he's a gangster. He's gonna shoot this guy in the he's face. He's gonna stab him in the throat with a pen. Yeah, like no, we can't do that. Um, out of that, and out of that list, the only ones I could see that could have been other good Uncle Bucks is Bill Murray. It would have been yeah. a little more silly if Bill Murray did it, but he could have done it because Scrooge. He's pretty like he can be a grump or Ghostbusters. He could be a good yeah, grump. I mean, he's he was the one of the comedy actors at the, at that time. Sarcastic, yeah. He could be a good sarcastic dude, but it'd be a different Uncle Buck. It, of course. He wouldn't punch people. Uh, but I think he could have got that nod off your face line out pretty good. That's how I kind of judge it. Like, how would that line come out of him? Because that's a pretty <laughs> key line. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, see Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks, I think, could do it. Another he'd be way more, different Uncle Buck. He'd be more, like, wholesome, I think. Yeah, it, the movie would have been a little more different if he had done But I still think he could have delivered that line. But it would have been more in a, like... Mm. Not yeah. as intimidating, but it would have been more of an, uh, I don't know, matter-of-fact way. Um, and then John Goodman. I can see John I Goodman. I can see John Goodman, definitely. Because um, John Goodman is just a but, John Candy that lived. But, <laughs> but Jack Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is just like, what the fuck? Robin Williams, I think it would have been too silly. And then um, he would have played it too and he sad was, in the sad oh, moments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just he would have been too extreme in the both things. And he was busy with Goodwill Hunting. Hunting. No, no, it wasn't. Because that that was like yeah, that was like ten years. He was busy with some like, movie in nineteen. That was way after this. He was busy with some movie. That's why he turned. I can't remember what. Yeah, Jack Nicholson, I think, was doing Not Batman. John. Oh, Batman. Okay. 
Um, That's why he didn't. Robin Williams, I don't know why. Bill Murray was doing something. There were a lot of people were just busy. Tom Hanks. John Travolta was doing. uh, Look who's talking. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad John Candy was perfect for it. Don't pick anybody else for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Another interesting fact: uh, even though on screen John Candy and Kelly's character are supposed to be like butting heads all the time, they actually got really. they got along really well off set or off camera. Um, hmm. Like he, uh, she said it was a really great honor to work for him. And she, where it's, she learned a lot of her like acting from and all that good stuff. I mean, it must've been crazy. Like Jesus Christ, John Candy. Um, and it's sad. He says he, in the movie, he says he's going to go on a five year plan to quit smoking. And within four years of this movie, he died. Yeah. It's yeah. He didn't make his five year plan. Um, this movie was originally supposed to be shot in St. Louis, but uh, because of an unusually warm winter that year, they had to move it to John Hughes' uh, hometown of Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Because Most they, of his they wanted it to be in, in winter. Chicago. Yeah, they wanted it. He wanted it in a winter scene. Home Alone takes place in Chicago. I think he likes, but I think he likes winter. And Chicago's got classic good yeah. winter for those kind of movies. Because it's 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 a reason to stay inside. There's no reason to go outside when it's cold and snowing. True, yeah. Um, the car backfire, which is a key point in this movie, uh, is a gunshot combined with a firecracker. It sounds to make like that it. loud bang. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely does sound like a gun. Yeah, I mean, that's what they. That's everyone ducks out nowadays. If you had that go off, people would run for their lives. Yeah, it'd be terrifying, and you'd probably get in trouble. Yep. I mean, you mostly get in trouble because his car was fucking Fix smoking. Your car. Yeah, your car's on fire, man. <laughs> this is a bit of oil. Um, this movie, it's got some really good quotes, as we said earlier. You got, uh, w- this is one of my favorite first ones. Uh, Ever hear of a ritual killing? <laughs> <laughs> he does that typical, I love that John Candy. <laughs> He's sarcastic, like, I'm going to kill you, laugh. I'm not really laughing, but funny. I'm pretending to be, like, creepy, funny to you right now. Um, yeah. His name is Bug, first or last? First. What's his last What's his last name? Spray. Spray. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You should talk, Buck. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. That's what I meant by, like, I thought, like, her, like, acting was pretty good to be able to, like, act that well against a John, yeah. like, a heavyweight like John Candy. Um, I, I bet it helped that he wasn't an asshole off camera. Yeah, I heard it. By all accounts, like he was actually, he was really fu- uh, he good. was really well liked by pretty much everybody. Yeah, uh, one with. funny story about this movie though is he went out drinking one night and stayed up all night signing like autographs for people in this local like bar that he went drinking with this someone else on the movie, um, mm-hmm. and he came in he hadn't slept all night and the and he, and he tried to explain away like oh, Uncle Buck's supposed to look disheveled, and Matt Hughes was very angry John and said. Hughes. John Hughes was very angry. I keep thinking the uh, UFC fighter. Uh, he was very angry and said no and made him go home and sleep the whole day. To the <laughs> hotel and sleep the whole day to be okay. He's like, no, you're supposed to look like a bummy, but you look like you've been drinking all night. Uncle Buck's not supposed to be like, <laughs> yeah, supposed you're supposed to, to like drunk. Uncle Buck. God damn it. Yeah, you're not supposed to be drunk around the kids. <laughs> you fuck. When you you punch a clown in the face for being drunk. Yeah. Kid's birthday party. And then you can't just look like you were just drunk. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, how would you like to spend the next three weeks wondering if your crazy bum out of work uncle is going to shave my head? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> that's how like he gets her to like go bowling, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. But then you get the, another creep in that movie because it's just this yeah, is that, before that's me just too. Like kind of a random scene. He, because that's the classic. Bef- because. Bowling alleys were popular back then. R.I.P. Bowling alleys. I love bowling alleys. Go to your support your local bowling alley, even if you can donate. Um, everyone had, there was always that creep at the bowling alley that thought he was badass because he was good at bowling. Right. And like you thought you could. I mean, it's his character is that obvious guy. He's slimy. He's got his tight jeans, his tucked in shirt. He's messing around with a fucking Q-tip where he's got like toothpick. a bad uh, toothp- a toothpick. Yeah, I said that. You say Q-tip. Um, oh, whatever. Toothpick. Uh, and he's already got, like, a big cut on his lip from, like, where you can tell that he, like, 
because he's mess- he likes to flip it in his mouth. But it like and it got co- you could tell it got like caught and it ripped his lip mouth. out. Ugh. And then and then yeah again he's and he also had like a himself. black guy. Yeah, because he's a creep. So he's probably getting constantly beat up and punched and fucked up by boyfriends and fathers. Because then Uncle Buck sees it and comes up and he's like, "Oh hey Buck." <laughs> yeah. And then he just ran away, like a little, like little scumbag that he is. Because the girl was not responding. She was like, I can't, like, no. She wasn't sp- speaking, and then at first she was like, my voice is gone, She's I don't like, talk. shut down. Yeah, and he was just like, I gotta keep it. It was very, it. like, got really, it got real. Yeah, because when she's like, oh, my voice is gone, he was like, I gotta cure for that. And Uncle Buck's like, I'm gonna rip your head off. Shove it up your ass. Um, And this, this is like, it's it's not a quota uh, per se. It is because it just happens throughout the whole movie. But this is, I feel like, the catchphrase for the movie. Shit! <laughs> Everyone yeah. says it a lot. John Candy definitely says a lot, he and he ends it at it. the end. Yeah. Shit! <laughs> it's just and he's, he's he says shit so well. Yeah. And this is before PG thirteen. So. No, actually, no. This is a few years after PG thirteen really? was established. This is a PG movie. It's a PG movie, but. Like, PG actually meant something back then. Yeah, P- there are no PG movies PG now. movies are almost non-existent. Everything's PG-13 or G, if it's a super kid movie. I don't think they even make G movies anymore. Or R, for adults. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah, the dialogue, like, this movie would be, this movie wouldn't be categorized as R with this, with this dialogue, but hard PG-13. Definitely, and it, and he would have gotten his one fucking. I wonder. Eh, sometimes you don't need the fuck in the PG thirteen movie. Don't. It's just sometimes it's four, so you're like, oh, here's the one, whatever. Because like, it's yeah. so weird for like someone to just say one fuck randomly, <laughs> right? Yeah, in a whole sign- like event, and not you're just like, like well, like you. There are so many other opportunities where you could have said it. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> Like, why are they only saying it once? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> kind of like the soundtrack in this movie, <laughs> I think. Like, I now I'm paying attention to soundtracks more. I liked it. It wasn't, like, weird and as it's bad, like a lot of my movies. Um, but it, w- it would go from, like, I guess you got to think it's 89 movie, a 1989 movie. So this movie is, like, fucking 30 years old, 30 plus years yeah. old. Um but they would have random 40s to 50s classics playing and then all of a sudden be like a modern or modern to that day Yeah, movie. like rap. Yeah. This was the first movie to have teenagers listening to rap instead of rock. Yeah. It was, it was the first movie that kind of set that trend in movies. Mm-hmm. At house parties yeah. and stuff. They play Bust a Move. Yeah. Um and it's kind of it's kind of it's always weird when you see that kind of fact about a movie. It's like it was the first one that did this. It's like it's so weird that before that, I guess rap was pretty new at that point. But it's just weird that like they hadn't had a rap movie in a teenage movie. Yeah, they hadn't had teen- rap songs. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes to show how long it took old the old studio heads to like catch up to like oh kids don't just listen to rock anymore, especially at house parties. It was yeah. Hip hop, hip hop was uh, hip hop had already been taken over, getting popular. Especially because hip hop was better for house parties and stuff like that. It was, yeah, definitely. It's party music. Rock is like go listen to rock, maybe go to a rock club or something, but not when you're a teenager. Yeah, it's not the 1970s anymore. Yeah. Um. Well, I want to ask you some questions, Lee. Questions. Questions that I usually ask you, mm-hmm. but it's questions for Lee time, everybody. Um. What was your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part. I guess it would probably be the the uh scene where he he confronts the principal. The principal? Cuz the scene like even besides the famous line, you know, have yeah, a rat now <laughs> that thing off your face. The whole uh, scene's good. That scene is funny. Like, yeah, when he dialogue. walks into the ho- the the Oh, hello, Miss Melanoma. Uh, uh, and even when he's trying to go pee in the little kid's bathroom. Yeah. And then he's and he's smoking a cigar when he first walks in. And he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm smoking a cigar. <laughs> he runs into the bathroom and he blows the smoke. Yeah, that whole scene where he's at the school is really funny. That l- other little kid that he's sitting next to, he's like, let me go before you. Buy you some time. <laughs> and the kid's like, okay. Yeah, that was funny. It, yeah, was cute. That's, that's definitely, yeah. The scene that stands out to me the most. To the most? That's funny. 
Um, what would be my favorite scene? Mm. I because I really liked uh some of the daughter scene, like the daughter scene with her mother. Both when she fuck like fucking destroyed her with that sentence, and also in the end when they hug. But I like her when she she destroyed her with that sentence more in the beginning. Wow, really? I might have to agree though, because that uh that scene's just classic. It's just funny. It's really the funny. the wart scene. It's that scene. I think that's my favorite scene Buck too. Wart. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and he's just like oh oh shit, like oh, people Buck call me Wart Russell. Yep. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know how you couldn't like. It. That's why it's on the list of like best insults or best comedic moments and all these things. Um. Well, I, I hope this question's a little harder. Uh, what part did you not like the most? What was your biggest critique or Ooh. least liked character moment theme? At least liked diggity biggity boo. I guess uh I guess sometimes I felt like the kid the little kid's dialogue was a little too like 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 typical sort of like Hollywood movie kid dialogue where it's just they're saying one liners and it's like they're like just quippy all the time because that's cute. Oh, they're talking like adults, sort of. You just hate kids in movies. I don't. Unless they're evil. <laughs> no, it's just, they were fine. The Kids, kids just don't get Macaulay a lot of character Culkin, development in Macaulay movies, Culkin and you don't like that. is a fine child actor. I, I know your main, I can, I can tell what your main thing is. Kids do not get a lot of character development in movies, usually, and you hate when character doesn't get character development. Because you like to know something about the character. Yeah, yeah. That's your biggest just, critique of my movies. They were just the kids, I yeah. guess. They were and just, usually in my movies, it's always, they're just the kids. Because they're not the main focus of the movie. Right. I and mean, with a budget of $15 I mean, million. they had their moments like, when, you know, they wanted to just sleep next to Uncle Buck. And that was cute. You know, it's I didn't hate it, I guess. But that was just When like he makes the, the giant pancakes for him. Yeah. Macaulay, like, that was when he won Macaulay Culkin over, like. Yeah, and that was cute. Um, but yeah, I get it. You don't like it when they're and little I guess quit the machines. Other, the other thing... You find it lazy. <laughs> the other thing that... Um, I guess there's two things he doesn't like in the movie. <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it. It was just a little, was just a little like, hmm. Um, is that... Why would his brother even like think to call him and think of him as like the best choice for a babysitter? Because there was no one else. They had just moved to that town, so they don't have any friends. Mm. The only person they knew was that lady, that frost lady, and you could tell that the mom, even the mom hated her, that she didn't want her to watch her kids. <laughs> okay. So there was no one else. All right. That was one reason why, remember when the daughter the daughter says, like, are we going back to see Grandpa? And she's like, no, I don't think that's that would be for the best. And she's like... I bet he was real sad when he died, or something like that. Like, or he's like, "Well, I guess I'd be sad if my all my family." Yeah, I, but I'd have our. I'd attack have too. a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, like because their whole their whole family's over wherever that they went mm -hmm. where the dad died. Yeah. Okay, I guess it makes more sense. Makes a little because that's what makes it funny. That was their last resort. They thought like, "Oh God, he's gonna burn our house down. Our kids are gonna become drug addicts," and then. Comes back, the daughter hugs her immediately, mm -hmm. doesn't hate her anymore. The kids are all happy. Yeah. And John Candy, like, as your brother, he like, seems really good. And, like, your kids are like, oh, when's Uncle Buck coming? And you're <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to reconnect with my brother because my boop. kids want to. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, let me ask you, what's the twisted version of this movie in Lee's head? <laughs> The twisted version. Or, I don't even know, like, what's Lee's version of this movie? My version? Is there uh, anything you... It, could you make a Lee version, or is this movie good enough to be on its own? I guess I would probably focus more on the... Th I would probably make this more of a coming-of-age movie for the teenage... The teenage girl. You like wouldn't make it more about her just being angry at her mom? I would definitely, f yeah, I would probably focus more on the relationship that this family has. 
But the parents are gone. Would you make it so they're not gone? But then where's John Candy from? I would probably make it more so that the parents would be kind of more a part of the movie. Like we'd focus more about but then them. why is John Candy there? Because he needs somebody to watch the kids. <laughs> but then why are the parents there if John Candy... If but then the parents can't be there. I don't know. It could be like some it sort of like maybe more phone scenes. I maybe or you can you know actually focus on the mom also dealing with her father's death. I mean, yeah, it would be like if you're saying like if you're asking me like what like if I would make this into more of like a like a drama because I wouldn't say I would make it into like a horror movie no. or a thriller or anything. Even you though like. There's moments where, like, I was kind of like, I was actually a little creeped out by John Candy at certain <laughs> points when he's intimidating the the boyfriend. Well, yeah, that's what he's going for. That comedic intimidating. And, you know, this movie, like, also kind of deals with, you know, rape, sort of, or a, a guy who's like... No means no. Sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, sexual harassment. Yeah. So I mean, you you can all, yeah you you focus a little bit more on that as well. So you'd basically make it more dramatic, more drama. Make it more like a kind of like a family drama, teen drama. That kind of fits in with your narrative with your movie last week, marriage marriage story. Even your like family movies, your wholesome movies are like these like, cry fest. <laughs> There's intensity, emotional intensity to them. Yeah. So what would you rate this movie then? Um. Well, uh, this is, yeah, this is definitely another movie that, another movie of yours that I, uh, I definitely really enjoyed. This is kind of, nice. this is up there with. That's what I thought it would be. This is up there with, like, uh, Bodyguard and Hotel Transylvania. Something that actually got you to laugh sometimes, some, some good acting. Yeah. Uh, it's a very enjoyable movie, and I'm sure a lot of people or if anyone's listening to this, <laughs> um, you probably heard about, you've heard of this movie. You might have grew up with it when you were a kid. Especially if you had uh, Gen that, X, Millennial. It just has like a really warm, comfortable, nostalgic feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a masterpiece. It's not, um, it's not even like one of the best comedies of the 80s or anything. No. I don't and the that. 80s, I think, is probably the best decade for comedy movies. Yes. It's a heyday. Um, I'd give this... I'd give this like a 6 out of 10. That's good. If I could, you know... 6 out of 10? Hmm. I could maybe go a little higher, maybe like 6.5. 6.5? Six yeah. It's a fine film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not much else I can really say about it at this point. Well, before we get into my final thoughts about the movie, is there anything in your notes they mentioned, or have we talked about everything I, you kind of... I think we pretty much... Uh, yeah, anything pretty much talked about everything. All right, I'll give my final thoughts on this. Well, I give this movie a 10 out of 10. This is movie wow. hits me on all the cylinders. This is the perfect movie for me. Uh, great acting, funny dialogue, wholesome energy. You hit me on all the points. A little romance. But that's not the biggest point. It doesn't always have to be the biggest point for me. I just really like wholesome stuff. I miss actors like John Candy. Yeah. Uh, he was obviously he a legend. He kind of like bittersweet seeing him in movies. Yeah, because you're just like, damn. Could have got a couple more. Uh, yeah, he's just like, he just had like a warm like presence on screen. He just seemed like... He like seemed like your dad or like your uncle. Yeah, you know? he felt like family in a way. Yeah, it's just it's, it's sad. Um, and he, and he really shaped my modern taste in movies. I said that earlier. Um, I'll have to say I actually uh, my, one of my final thoughts. I'm surprised it's a six. I thought it maybe would maybe be a seven. I thought this might be my first eight <laughs> because it's just a John Candy movie. I'll, I'll get you someday. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, I mean, yeah. Ah. <laughs> I just like it was there were there was a point in the movie where I was like, uh, it's starting to kind of hit a lull. Yeah, I a could little tell bit. a little bit for you. 
Um, it makes me uh, interested to see the movie we're going to see next week, which is a good tie-in for you to reveal what we're watching next week. Oh, yeah. So my choice, uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, it's going to be another uh, John Hughes movie directed or starring uh, John Candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a movie that's going to definitely tie in uh, with our Thanksgiving theme. Uh, it's going to be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which also stars Steve Martin. I'm excited for it, but uh, it makes me interested in seeing that one because it's just like, I wonder how much different that is going to be from this movie. and why. Like, I want to see the difference in your kind of John Candy movie that you pick. Um, you know, I felt like they'd be a little more similar. This was definitely more of a family movie. Uh, yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is it's more of a road, like, buddy movie. Okay. So, yeah. It's not. I can like, see that being a little bit more. It's not like super dark. I could, I could or definitely. I, I, that's not. A, I can see why it is yours. There's this no might kids. be the movie that I pick that you might like the most. I probably. Yeah, I'm excited to actually see this. I've never seen it. It's always on, but it's just one of those movies I just never sat through to watch. Um, I'm excited to watch it. We hope you look forward to it. Trying to we're bring we're trying to a little wholesome. Uh, we're trying to be a little more wholesome at the end of for Thanksgiving season. Obviously, we got Christmas coming up. We look forward to my Christmas movies. We got a good old Lee some movie. I don't know what it'll be. I'm sure it's going to be. Uh, if it's what I think it's going to be, you guys will like it, and I won't. But maybe you'll like my reaction to it. <laughs> um, we'll see. As, uh, well, we're going uh, to end the podcast here, I think. I think it's a good time. A little shorter than mm-hmm. usual, but like it's a comedy movie. Like. Not, what's so much yeah. compli- what's so complicated about it? Um, yeah. And but nonetheless, we still hope you enjoyed this week. We hope you look forward to next week. We hope you have a great week in this troubling times. If wherever you're out in there in the world, uh, hope you're just making it through these times. Um, and always, uh, we gotta ask you, but please rate, review, and share the podcast. It helps out so much. It just prom- promotes us in the algorithm. Um, you can enjoy this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean. Obviously, you're listening to it now, but if in the future you ever want to listen on somewhere else, listen to there. Uh, please follow our Instagram. It's not the worst movie ever pod. Uh, we post daily content, interesting facts, highlights, character highlights. Uh, and you can always find the link to the cur- most current episode in the bio for that. So I hope. So, as usual, have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great whenever you're listening to this podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, peace on Earth. <laughs>